Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm back with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thanks, Brian. And uh, we we didn't know what we were going to talk about today, but the thing that was really uh, on our heart uh, was something that is is something that a lot of people are talking about these days, and it's prayer. Uh, And Rocky, we, uh, I would say prayer is one of the backbones of of, of this ministry, for yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> of everything we believe and everything we practice. Yeah. Uh, we're always challenging each other, reminding each other mm-hmm. uh, about prayer. So it's there's so much to prayer. But I think there's a lot of people who are trying to understand prayer. And, yeah. and people are beating themselves up because they don't think they pray enough or, or they don't know how to pray. And so uh, you're going to solve all this for them today. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Brian, because you were, you're talking about we really didn't know what we wanted to do. And then we thought about prayer. Uh-huh. But, but that's kind of the way it is when we all of the podcasts that we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're just working through life here. Yeah. We're trying to we're not trying to be models of anything. We're just trying to be faithful in seeking and in sharing what we're learning. And, and never have we ever been so dependent on God's help. And never have we been so active in seeking it than now. And that is through prayer. Mm-hmm. We have a, a Tuesday morning prayer uh, gathering that meets all over people from all over the country gather mm-hmm. and in other countries too. Right. And we have, you have other prayer groups that you pull together mm-hmm. and, uh, and decisions that we make where our boards are always preceded by prayer. Mm-hmm. So prayer is, I once heard is prayer is where the real battle begins mm-hmm. and that's where it's fought and that's where it's won. So prayer is a very essential thing for a Christian. Uh, and I, I don't I don't think it's as complex as a lot of people think, uh, but at the same time, it's not as casual as some people are. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance between those two extremes. So let's just let me just start out with a, a real simple question. Oh, it's not simple, but it's a short question. <laughs> what is prayer? Well, in my opinion, uh-huh. I think it's communion with God. Okay. Uh, I think it's uh, speaking to him and him speaking to me. Now, as you know, in the journey, we try to create conversation. And the way we create conversation is help people understand that God speaks to us through his word Mm -hmm. and we listen. And then we speak to him in return and he listens. And then from that standpoint, we make application of the things that we feel that he's speaking to us. And then we respond. We reply to him. And mm-hmm. that's conversation is two ways, right? I speak and you listen and you speak and I listen. It can't be monologue one way and be prayer. Prayer is not monologue. Right. Prayer is dialogue mm-hmm. with God. And I think I think we tend toward thinking it's only monologue. Yeah. I think, I think we tend to think it's only about me telling him what I need or telling him what he needs to know. Or reciting 
a prayer, like a rope prayer or something like that. Yeah, Sometimes people yeah. think that's that's more holy if you recite a words that somebody else wrote or something. Well, yeah, they do. And not to be critical of them, but I think that people are are taught to pray, pray that way. You mm-hmm. remember my earliest one was God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. Yeah. Right. And we learned right. that in yeah. grade school. Well, I've, and, and yeah, just, just to touch on that one second for, I, I had a guy just this morning, a pastor tell me that his prayer life was growing stale and getting into some rope prayers helped him get tuned in and then go into more communion. So it can be, it can be useful. I, I would imagine he's saying liturgical prayers more than rote. Okay. Yeah. Liturgical. The rote yeah. is just habit, but liturgical has to do with uh, depth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they're oftentimes tied to scripture. Mm-hmm. But rote, I don't, I don't see anything good about rote. Yeah. Honestly, that's just mindless, oftentimes meaningless, just saying the same things over and over and over. And we don't, but liturgical, that's a different issue. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think prayer is an invitation to come closer, to listen more deeply, to make our needs known to the, uh, to a God who already knows those needs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's an interaction and prayer is broader than just the initial entry into it that I had when I was a child. And he invited me deeper to understand that he is listening, but he also wanted me to listen to him. Mm. And that's a big thing in prayer. Yeah. And, and we know that it's, it's all over scripture. I mean, God's telling us to pray. I mean, almost there's a command to pray mm-hmm. or, or an, an admonishment, you know, and uh, we were just talking about all different kinds of like I read one just this morning that was pray without ceasing. Yeah. Um, and then this is a real famous one in, uh, in Philippians that says, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, requests be made known to God. And then he tells what the reward is, the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds of Christ Jesus. So how I could make uh, making our request known to God give us peace? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's a transfer of the burden. We're, we're carrying a burden, and it's it's kind of like giving it to God. I think it's the same thing with journaling almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes when you write things down, and it's like you're handing, doing that. Because he says, come to me, you're wearing burden, and exchange my your burdens, and I'll give you my yoke, which is easy mm-hmm. and light. Yeah. So I think it's kind of an offload. Or, or, or you know, sometimes just telling somebody you're, you're struggling. You know, I think it's also why Scripture says confess your sins one to another. Sometimes just unburdening yourself to someone else helps us, yeah. helps us clarify what's going on in our own hearts and all that. So That's, you think that gives you peace to do that? I think it does. Mm-hmm. It could. Uh, I don't find much peace if I download something to you. Yeah. You know, because I share maybe a little burden, but I think you've got to give me some encouragement back for me to be lifted up. Right, right. And I think I think the thing with our relationship with God, I think the peace that follows making our request be known to God has a lot to do with our perspective of God. Mm. Do we really believe He's listening? Do we really believe He cares? Do we really believe He's willing to be involved? And do we really believe He's able? And so all of those play into how we see him. You see, I don't think, I think even, and I can tell you this from bitter experience, I I have gone to the Lord anxious many times in my past life. And I have given him those prayers. 
but I did not find that piece. Mm. Now, whose fault was that? It's not his. No, it's not. <laughs> but I was missing something. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. I was missing the necessary entrustment of that which I was anxious over. Mm. A lot of times we just mouth words, but we, this is prayer means to really get into what do I believe here? Do I believe he is really listening to me? Do I really believe these things about him? And if we really believe them, then we can transfer that to him and then we can walk away. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's where it kind of proves to us what we really believe about him and the connection that we have with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I think a, a lot of us are, feel like our prayers are hindered. And he makes known to us things that can hinder our prayers. Yeah, that's true. If we have ongoing sin in our life uh, that we haven't confessed, that we're still holding on to, we're gripping on, we're practicing, we, believe me, you, your, your prayer life's going to be hindered. Mm. As, a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, my prayer life can be hindered. I could be my own worst enemy and get in my request acted on because of the hindrance in my life. And so, you know, it's not just a matter of making our requests known to God. It has to do with how's our relationship with him? You know, are we preventing anything from coming to us? And if we can come to that point where no, no, there's nothing preventing him being able to bless me here in this, then we can get to the point where we can release it and watch for him to bless us. Don't, you know, I was thinking about in the journey, we talk about some of those hindrances, like mm-hmm. things like unconfessed sin, which you brought up. Um, if you are harboring something against someone else or someone har- harbors something against you, yeah. go go get that settled before you come yeah. back to God. Yeah. Or And the big one that whammies men is dishonoring your wife. Yeah. You know, honor your wife so your prayers won't be hindered. It's a big one. Um, but don't you think as soon as you step into a time of prayer with the Lord, you know, immediately, you know. I mean, he, he shines his light and you know if there's something not right, something you need to deal with. I'd like to think that, but I don't, I don't think it's always that way. I think I there think, might be a blind spot. I think it's a blind spot. I think there's a, a disobedience. I think there's an ignorance sometimes. People yeah. are just not aware how this could hinder my prayer life as, as an example, the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many husbands feel like they're good husbands because they provide everything they need and and work hard and, you know, they just want to have a little selfish time for themselves every now and then. And they measure themselves based on their work and their activity and the things they think they do good. Yeah. But they dishonor her mm. with her with their words. They might demean her before, before the children. And believe me, that's going to hinder prayers. And But he might do it ignorantly. I can say that my father probably was ignorant about that. Mm. And then I think as he became a Christian and grew closer to Christ, he began to understand that better. And uh, and I think that was the case with me. I think in our early marriage, I probably patterned a lot of a lot of way I dealt with my wife around the way my father dealt with my mother. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. And I think the best thing happened to my relationship with with my wife is my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Because when I began to grow in that intimacy with him, then I began to see her as his daughter Mm. and him as my (laughs) father-in-law. And I began to understand that there's a a respect here for his 
child. And it starts getting, it starts getting, prayer, prayer gets a lot better, less hindrances when we begin to understand the value of having unhindered prayers because we have a lot of prayers that are answered for us. I mean, we see more prayers answered for us when we have an unhindered relationship with him. And we, and we just know that we're praying according to his will. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's promises there. You pray, pray according to my will and we'll grant it to you. So I'm thinking of the opposite of that. I'm thinking if somebody's not doesn't feel like they're seeing their prayers answered, perhaps they need to do some examination yeah. and just see what is there in, and ask the Lord. Yeah. Is there anything in me that's keeping you from blessing me? I think the Lord answers a yes, no, uh, later, maybe, might, you know, wait. And yeah. then some. sometimes it says, I can't hear you. Yeah. Uh, you, your voice is hindered here. I can't mean that. You're hindering your prayers here. And then we have to we have to ask that question. And I tell you, the first thing question we have to ask or need to ask is if our prayers are not being answered, we need to go to ourselves and, and ask. Even what David said, search me, O God, know my heart, and try me and know my anxious thoughts, see if there be any hurtful way in me, lead me in an everlasting way. Mm. That's where we come to the Lord and say, I don't I might have a blind spot. Mm. There might be something that's going on here and it's hindering my prayers. Would you show it to me? And if he doesn't show show it to you, if it's not obvious, then it's a, it's a, it, the answer is wait. Yeah. Because it's not right now that I'm going to do this. Wait. I might do something better. But if there's something that's, it can become obvious and, and, and likely it probably is obvious if anybody reads the Bible. If they're self-feeders, they know things that hinder their relationship with the Lord. Lust, it's going to hinder it. Pornography, mm -hmm. it's going to hinder it. Dishonesty, integrity issues. Mm -hmm. You can go through it. I mean, these are things that hinder our relationship with the Lord, hinder our prayers. And when those things get under his lordship and we become honest with him, the prayer life becomes very, very fruitful. Mm -hmm. And we see it. I was thinking of James 5, which talks about uh, it's one of the most direct instructions for to, as far as healing goes for those who are sick. Mm -hmm. They should request that the elders come and pray over them and anoint them with oil and all that. But and but it says the prayer offered in faith makes sick people well. But then it says, confess your sins one to another so you may be healed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that same thought. Yeah. That well, Is there anything hindering anything in our life that's keeping God from helping us? Does it also say in James somewhere that, uh, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. And when you ask, you ask amiss. Right. So I, th I think that prayer is one of the greatest privileges that we have in living this life and having a relationship with Christ is that he, he, he is there for us. And when our prayers are unhindered, then we are, we're getting that which can do the impossible. You know, we have a little illustration that we use in the in the journey that talks about hindrances. Mm -hmm. And and the way it operates is that we operate, there's God's law. And God's law is that all things are possible. And as long as we have an unhindered fellowship with him and relationship with him, God's law is superimposed on man's law. Man's law is Murphy's law, right? If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. So when we have this hindrance in our life, it breaks what God can do. Mm. That which he can do, which is 
He can do the impossible. All things are possible to him. Those are delivered to us if we don't have a hindered relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the good thing about it. When we do have a hindered relationship with with him, we have a way to heal that. First John 1, 9. Yeah. We confess our sins. He's faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it's a confession way. But confession means to be in agreement with God. Repentance means to be in agreement with him. I see I'm wrong. I ask you to forgive me. I turn from that. And this is where that breach is healed. Mm-hmm. Now, man's God's law is in effect, whereas all things are possible. Mm. And that unhinders our prayers. Do you think uh, he's wanting us to pray often so that we can work out these things that, or that we can discover these things and, and have more of an intimate abiding relationship mm-hmm. with him? I mean, yeah. it's probably why he wants us to go through the agony of, of figuring out and dealing with your sin and all that, yeah. because he wants better for us. He wants a, a unhindered life. He wants to be Lord of our life. And what does Lord mean? It means number one. Mm-hmm. Overall, uh, we're submitted to him. And I think we start off in this relationship with him as our own Lord, honestly. And I think a lot of the processes of disciple discipleship by the Holy Spirit is to help us understand that we are not God, that only he is God and he can do things that we can't do. And we have to face a lot of those things that we can't do to be able to understand how really weak we are. And I think that I, th- I really think that that the Lord wants us to have an unhindered fellowship with him 24-7. And that's what's called abiding. And another translated word for abiding is remaining. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants us to remain in fellowship with him wherever we go, not just when we have our early morning quiet time mm-hmm. with our Bible and prayer. That's our best time. Coffee, Bible, journal, prayer. But, you know, we have the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. We have more people to inter- interact with. We have more challenges to go have. We're going to have the ability now to take this Christ that we've been speaking to in the privacy of our study out to this world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Now, if we, if we keep the mind of Christ and if we stay in communion with Christ, then that means that we are going with Christ. We are side by side going into the day. Mm. And he teaches us how to live, how to act, how to react. He is living. The spirit lives within us. He can give us uh, joy. He can let us feel his joy. Remember the scripture says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. You know, the joy of the Lord comes to us and we feel his joy, his delight. Uh, We feel him. And then when we quench his spirit, is that when we're trying to get ahead of him, do things on our own, we're getting in the way of him. We grieve his spirit. Mm. We feel the grief of his spirit when we're taking a wrong path and we don't know it. Mm. And this is where he's alerting us, bringing us back around. All of those things can hinder our prayer life because he's trying to teach us what's more important than an answered prayer is intimate fellowship with him. Mm. That's more important to him. The prayer life and the answered prayers, that's just the benefits of having a a right relationship with Christ. So you think you get to a point where you're not so worried about what he can do for you. You just want to be with him. You just want to commune with him. You get to the point where actually you just want to walk it out with him. Yeah. And whatever that, wherever it takes me. 
whether it's in the valley of the shadow of death or whether it's to a banquet table where my cup runs over with oil. Does that sound familiar? Because <laughs> that's what David was saying. The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> that's the allegory he was giving us about that intimate relationship with him. Well, um, the, I, you know, I was telling you that I was just reading in Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest, and it was out of First Thessalonians 5.17, that pray without ceasing. And, mm-hmm. and then you and I were reading one about uh, the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And he says, and pray at all times in the spirit. Keep, yeah. keep praying. You know, so there's this idea that we have to keep always be mindful of prayer. What do you think that means? Um, that's a hard concept, I think. Of, well, it depends on if you want to try to define prayer as getting on your knees and, and, and having liturgical prayers and saying things uh, in whatever you dedicated hour that you spend with him. If you want to define prayer that way, then you're going to have a hard time doing that. Now, there have been monks that have lived in caves and in the cliffs of Greece, and they try to do that, but it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to come out. You have to do other things. I think it has to do with... Um, Perspective, the perspective of me or we. It's me going out of our quiet time and doing what I do, or it's Jesus and me, we, going out of that quiet time, going into the world to do my work, to interact with people. And I find that the type of prayers that I have in that is not going to be like I had at 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a whisper prayer. Yeah, it's going to be just a thought prayer. It's going to be sometimes it's going to be when I'm alone, like in my car, I'll I'll speak out loud. Uh, could yeah, be... I, I mean, just sorry to interrupt, but I, I I'm thinking about how many times you get a prayer in the middle of the day. You find out oh somebody's sick in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, and would you pray for me or something like that? And you know, it's like. We, we tend to think we need to stop what we're doing, get on our knees or, or, or just say some sort of eloquent prayer. And it's often it's not like that. Really? Often it's just a thought. It's just a, I'm really thinking about them and Lord, I even just Lord, please heal them or, you know, just something quick. Well, that's my point. Yeah. So you have to expand your definition of prayer. Right. You know, prayer is communion with God. And a lot of times, uh, honestly, I went through a period of time when the Lord said, come to me in silence, pray in silence. As a scripture already come to come to me and pray in silence, mm. and uh, I practiced that. And, and, and silence to me was is shutting out competing thoughts. Oftentimes, I pray I'm distracted, mm-hmm. and it becomes hard at that at that level. And uh, and and I think prayer needs to be done differently depending on. You know how you are. Sometimes you need to. In my case, I needed to go to quietness. I needed to basically go and be very, very quiet, uh, and then let my thoughts go to zero, and then try to hear the still small voice of the Lord inviting me in to be with Him, mm-hmm. and then inviting me to speak and, and inviting me to listen. And uh, in that silence. Uh, I found something very, very special. Uh, I found a, an intimate contact with him that, that just helped me know that, that we're together. And I find that when I 
many, many of my prayers have been distracted because I would be trying to pray and the thought comes along and another thought comes along and all yeah. of a sudden I'm not praying to him. I'm, I'm just voicing words. I'm talking about rogue now. Yeah. Saying the same things over and over. And I have found that I have to tune in. I have to change the rhythm sometimes just to be able to not get into that rote. Yeah, and I, I like going to sacred spaces sometimes, mm-hmm. like a chapel and a hospital or, or yeah. a, pr- a beautiful place outside somewhere. Yeah. Just to, just where I can kind of get unhooked from the world a little bit yeah. and really focus my prayers. And and I think those are very special times. But but I think they're essential times. They are essential, Yeah. Uh, but but in the valley times is just throughout the day and where you just and I guess it's more talking to him throughout the day. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm playing dodgeball with arrows coming at me from the enemy. You know, uh-huh. I, I could either sit there and try to deal with every arrow or I could hold up the shield of faith and ask God to deal with me. Mm. I think that's the smartest thing I can do is just say, Lord, I need a little help right now. Mm. And uh, is there anything you want to show to me? Mm. Is there anything I need to do different? Or do I just need to hunker down and let you take care of me here? But, you know, it's just this, in a lot of ways, innocent conversation of a, a child to his father. Mm. And uh, and I think I think the Lord has said it very clearly that probably the most appreciated prayers are childlike prayers. Yeah, yeah. And I think prayers for others. More, more so than for ourselves. That's why I always feel like he honors those prayers, those unselfish prayers. You know, I, I may have mentioned this before, but uh, my, I was reflecting with my wife that it's been 20 years since the first influencers group and we got celebrating our 20 year anniversary. And I, and I was telling her the explosion of journey groups here in the last year that just been crazy, you know, and she goes, well, it doesn't surprise me a bit with as much as you guys pray. Mm-hmm. You, she goes, you guys are praying all the time, you know, and, and that was just, innocent came out of her mouth like that. And I thought, wow, that, I hope that's right. hope that's true. hope he's on, you know, we hope he's pleased with us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Brian, as we were, as we were talking just now, I had a thought that came back. It's probably 40 years ago. I just now thought of it, that, that a preacher was preaching on passage in Romans is to him and through him and from him come all things to God be the glory. I don't even remember who it was, but he, he made this statement. If you ever thought that God gives you needs uh, uh, to make you ask for things that he wanted to give you all along, <laughs> give you needs to make you ask for him, mm. ask for help so that you will get that which he wanted to give you all along. Mm. Because in doing that, based on the passage, the glory comes back to him, mm-hmm. to him, and from him, and through him, come all things. The God be the glory. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to understand the nature of God, the loving Father that He is to His children. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, our orphan spirits keep us from understanding the tender aspects of the Lord. And even the, the needs that we have, we tend toward thinking maybe this is unfair. I shouldn't have this. I don't observe this or whatever. But what happens if that need that we have takes us to our knees and lets us see God in a different way? A, a God that really cares, a God that intervenes, a God that 
wants to bless us. Mm. The need turns out to be a blessing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so, again, I think the Lord's always um, exhorting us to prayer, yeah. to communion with him, to seek him, to listen to him, to let him know, let us know he's listening. Um, just final few thoughts here, but uh, I was talking to a pastor, but we were talking about prayer, and he said that he had gone to sit down and have his prayer time, and he was just about to get into it, and they had a brand new puppy, and this puppy came up and interrupted his prayer time. <laughs> and he said he stopped praying and was playing with the puppy for about five or ten minutes, and then he got back into his prayer, and he felt guilty, like, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry that I put the puppy ahead of you. And he said he felt like the Lord reminded him of how he feels when he's watching his kids when they're little playing with a puppy and, and just took such joy in watching them <laughs> play with the puppy. And he said, God was just kind of showing his heart. Hey, it's okay, son. You know, I love watching you enjoy my creation yeah. and enjoy this little dog, you know? So yeah. it just shows you how we just get so, we so want to slip into religion, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just relationship and enjoying God, quit putting so much pressure on the whole thing. Well, you know, I think, Brian, the reason why God became a man, the man Jesus, is so that he could show us, so he could relate to us on our level. But he's trying to take us up to his level. And Jesus showed us the heart of the Father. Yeah. He's the good shepherd. He knows his sheep. He knows the needs of his sheep. Mm. He's a nurturer. He's a protector. He's a provider. And and we, we, so if we get down to the simplistic aspects of our needs and then how important it is for us to have an intimate restoration in our relationship with our Creator. Because when sin came into this world, that's what was removed. Mm was the intimacy that we had with our Creator. But because of Christ, He has restored that which was lost. Mm. But we've got to take it. Mm -hmm. We can't just keep standing off far. we got to go in, and we got to go all the way in mm -hmm. and take that intimate relationship He wants to give us. Amen. Amen. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> Thank you, Rocky. I, I, I love uh, talking about these kind of things with you. But uh, Well, we uh, hope you're blessed uh, by these podcasts. And again, we're just talking about uh, life and things that we wrestle with and struggle with and uh, but and are blessed by. And so we hope you guys are, uh, as you abide, you're just continuing to go deeper with Christ yourselves. Uh, hope you guys will check out our new podcast page uh, on the website because now you can share an individual episode uh, right off the page if there's anybody you'd like to share one of these podcasts with. So be sure and check that out at influencers.org and find our uh, under resources, you'll find our podcast page. But anyway, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. This has been the Influencers Network podcast. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.